Before we get started, there's something I'm really excited to share with you. It's no secret that we think diversifying your income is incredibly important. One way that we do it is by investing in rental properties. We've done a ton of research, interviewed experts, and invested over $100,000 of our own money in income-producing rental properties. I am proud to announce that we're launching Rental Properties for Passive Investors. It's a course on exactly how you can passively invest in rental properties. Like our podcast, it's incredibly actionable and details exactly how we've both purchased and managed our rental properties. It also includes a year of investable, the analysis tool we use to make sure the rental properties we purchase are actually profitable. Finding the deal is half the battle. You need to know your numbers to make a profitable investment. We're running a pre-sale for $100 off. Head over to listenmoneymatters.com slash REI to learn more. That's listenmoneymatters.com slash REI for $100 off rental properties for passive investors. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Listen Money Matters. Listen Money Matters, where the beer flows like wine, where beautiful women instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? Good, because I'm drinking beer from my favorite company, and you had, uh, like a week ago, explained this, because you're the king of all references, the the catchphrase. Uh, I, I didn't, I was like, Capistrano salmon What? You don't know that reference? No. I mean, you explained it to me that I realize it is a real reference, but I forget what it is. Yeah. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber. Ah. <laughs> I wonder like if one of the best movies ever. something. Mm. I think it's just funny. Yeah. Beer flows. What are you drinking, dude? I am drinking a Beer Geek breakfast, breakfast from McKellar and Friends. Nice. Mm-hmm. And and it's like the picture is just like me. It's this guy yeah. with a with a cat on his lap drinking beer. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> that's a, that a, quite the uh, interesting can. Brewed I am coffee. What are you drinking? Sir? Yeah, well, I figured a breakfast out. I guess I am drinking something that I've had such a hard time finding out here in Colorado. Um, used to be one of my favorite styles of beer. It's made by Southern Tier, which is in New York, um, and this is called Harvest Special Ale or Harvest Ale. And this is a beer that they, they used to say they used to it used to be on the bottle, but it's not on this one anymore. But it was made with it was it came out around September. It was a harv you know, when harvesting hops and, and barley and stuff. And it's made with four different barleys and four different hops. They didn't say which ones they were, but it is a nice golden, perfectly bitter um, I would call a pale ale. It's delicious. Mm. It's in a delicious, basic, but complex beer. I shouldn't say like basic as in like the style is basic. Oh, its okay. complexity is in its malt and hops. It is great. I thought you're going the pumpkin spice latte basic. No, no, not that basic. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Too basic. Too basic. Well, I want to thank Jeff Moore for our catchphrase from Dumb and Dumber. Where the beer flows like wine, where beautiful women instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. We love you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Join the Listen Money Matters community on Facebook by visiting listenmoneymatters.com slash community to send in new catchphrases for the show. So here's the thing. Hmm. Today, 
We're talking about retirement accounts. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. As much research and, you know, first of all, I'm just going to drink this beer because I just poured it and I didn't really like sip it down. But I feel like it is 1157 a.m. where I am. It's three minutes till noon o'clock. And in order to get through this episode, it's going to be fun and we're going to make it fun. But I got to drink this beer. first. (laughs) Mm, Same. There you go. So. What we're going to do is talk about all the different retirement accounts that you can get. We are going to um, talk about you know traditional versus Roth IRAs and, and 401ks and all that stuff. We're going to talk about if you're an employee, what that gets you. If you're an individual, what that gets you. If you're a self-employee, what that gets you. And then we're going to just at the end of it all, after explaining all the pros and cons of each, we're going to tell you which retirement accounts are best for your specific situation. Mm. And we basically create a retirement account blueprint for you. Yes. Because I really need one personally. So I think a lot of the, the beginning is really mm. important. Um, in the middle, I, I don't think they should do anything that you don't understand. So we'll be explaining what it all is. And yeah. like you said, at the end, we're going to tell you what you should do. So listen... The biggest thing when I was doing this research was it was very clear to me that there are basically two types of retirement accounts. Mm. There are traditional accounts and Roth accounts. And I know this can be slightly confusing, um, but I kind of want you to explain this. Basically, the way that I've I've researched it is traditional accounts is basically making pre-tax contributions and then in the future when you withdraw that money when you're when you're at that retirement age that's when you pay taxes on that money a Roth IRA is basically the opposite of that where you contribute money that's already been taxed and then in the future when you go to pull that money out when you retire you do not pay taxes on that exactly and I think the the best way to view it broadly is these accounts potentially, if you do it right, allow you uh, some tax arbitrage. And so you will save on taxes or mm-hmm. perhaps pay significantly less on taxes, but it really is a matter of choosing the right account for the right time in your life or the right account based on the, your expectations of what you're going to do. You know, um, and... Oh, I was going to say, like, the thing that always, like, the way that I always thought about it in my head was, do you believe that in the future our taxes are going to be super high? And so, therefore, pay taxes now when they're low, and then it's in the future, you know, when you do take the money out, like, you won't be paying, like, super high taxes. So, let's say, like, in the future, uh, in America, taxes are, like, 90%. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Which is all that, not that all that crazy. I know France has super high taxes, so, like, very possible, but... Like that's not a gamble you need to make. That's not a, that's not the reason to choose either one. I, I think that if that's the case, that means there are no Republicans left in the country. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, right. And I so I doubt that happen. That will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and and one of the also things that are hard is like you can't really guess what the government's going to do. You know, sure. are they going to lower taxes, raise taxes? So perhaps it's like timing the market you know yeah not worth the effort so like i think if you plan it as it is today and they often have a hard time changing things that's a good strategy well i mean right off the bat so you have traditional and roth Mm -hmm. what do you you meant you meant you said something about the the age and the timing of it Mm -hmm. you know 
Roth, you would say, is traditionally – I shouldn't use that word. Roth is normally for people who are younger. Okay. So a Roth – well, for, mm-hmm. there, there's IRAs and 401ks, and yes. so different on each side. But yeah, the, well, the general idea with a traditional or, or a pre-tax account, so like a 401k, a traditional IRA, is that you will save taxes today because you expect – in the future, your tax rate will be lower than it is today. So when you mm-hmm. withdraw, you will save ta- on taxes. So like, mm-hmm. if you are earning more than you will ever earn in your life, you believe right now. And then mm-hmm. when you retire, you're going to have no job and no income. It would <laughs> right. make it would behoove you to do pre-tax because you save on taxes at your highest rate ever. And then when yeah. you're retired and you're not earning and you're at like almost no tax rate, then you pay taxes on the money. Got it. And Roth is exactly reversed with, with, yeah. with one catch. So if you are, say, Matt Giovanisi, who has mm-hmm. one, two, and when he, when he retires, 50 websites and then maybe 100 websites and is making more and more money, you mm-hmm. want to pay taxes today when you're earning the right. lowest amount of money. Also, IRA, or IRAs, Roths, uh, uh, post-tax, they grow tax-free because you've already paid taxes on it. So yeah. it, if you're young, you benefit in an outsized portion because if yeah. you have yeah. like 30, 40, I don't know, some insane amount of years for your money to grow and you're not going to pay any taxes on any of that, that's just like, it's like cheating. It's, it's a really yeah. amazing benefit. So what do you think I should have? I think that you should be obsessively contributing to uh, uh, Roth accounts, specifically Roth yeah. IRAs. But, but we'll dive okay. into, you know. Sure. So let's go over the difference. There's, there's the way I broke it down was there are employee retirement accounts, which are you know your four hundred one ks, four hundred three bs, four fifty sevens, and TSPs, right? And, and it really there's other, depends and there's IRAs. on like what job you have. They're like almost synonymous. Yeah, yeah. So there's that, and then there's um, individual retirement accounts. So like these are retirement accounts that you don't need to be an employee at a business to, to get. You can just get them right now. You can you can be an employee at a business, but they're just kind of on their own. Mm. So to start, let's talk about the employee retirement account. So the 401ks that are out there are mostly for for-profit employers. So if you work at like a normal company, Walmart basically, or, or Walmart, you know, yeah, Apple, Target, whatever, Nike, whatever. Yeah, or just like a mom and pop. You know, I worked. I've worked only at sort of mom and pop businesses. Mm-hmm. They're all for profit, mm-hmm. so they offered. Hopefully, they offer four hundred one ks, and they hopefully they do a match that they don't have to match, but they they if they do, excellent. Now four hundred three bs are generally for non profit companies and teachers, and then your four fifty seven plans are for state and local government employees, and your TSP, which is your thrift savings plan, are for federal employees and members of the military. So they're all the same, but they're just different, you know, for depending on what type of company. The name of it is just the area of the tax code. Right. So um, that those are traditional because they're money withheld through payroll deduction. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's pre-taxed. Correct. So before yeah. you make your, so when you get your $2,000 every two weeks from your company mm-hmm. or, whatever, or whatever you make, that money sure. comes out before it arrives in your check and is deposited right. into your 401k, the, whatever account. Yeah. And the good news is in 2019, 
they're actually raising the amount you can contribute. So uh, it used to be, like right now, you can only contribute a max of $18,500 a year, right? In 2019, they're raising it by $500, so you'll be able to contribute a total of $19,000 a year to your 401k and 403bs. And yeah, that's super awesome. Now there is, um, if you're older than the age of 50, there's this, uh, there's this thing called a catch up contribution and they, they increase it basically so that you can actually add more to your 401k account because you're older and you need to catch up. Um, they are not changing that. So they're keeping that at six, an extra $6,000. So it'll basically be, um, so if, if you're just like, if you're under the age of 50, you can only contribute $19,000 into your 401k a year. If you're over the age of 50, you can contribute $25,000 to your 401k. And year. if you are over 50, even if mm-hmm. you've been contributing, this is something that you'd want to like really max. Cause you're probably at like a peak in, in your, yeah. uh, yeah. In, in money that you earn. Yep. So, um, so those are basically that. And 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 if your company offers matching, take it. That's just like we've said this so many times on the show. Uh, and I've mentioned the story about my boss who like didn't give me a raise mm-hmm. and gave me a. He was like, "Oh, you should start our four hundred one k. We do matching." And I was like, "Yeah." And I maxed it out. And then like a month later, he's like, "Yeah, we're not doing matching anymore." It's expensive, but I still right? kept contributing. Yeah. And then the whole thing is like so. Uh, when I was at. Uh, Barclays and they, they were like really uh-huh. generous and they would they would match dollar for dollar up to a certain amount. And that's like essentially like a hundred percent return. Like you doubled your money immediately. That's crazy. At, right? And I, I don't think I even really appreciated it until I went to iHeart, which I was like, uh, they only contribute a quarter for every dollar, twenty five percent. I was like, this is bullshit. But that means I still immediately got a twenty five percent return, which would have taken me like years and years in the market. Right. So this is like free money that would take mm-hmm. you years to earn. Like you'd be crazy, even if they're only contributing five percent. That's like saving you a yeah. year. And what I liked about it too was like you got your paycheck, and I always just look at the big numbers. I mm-hmm. never, I never really paid attention to the smaller numbers because I just made me sad, right? <laughs> like the deductions that were taken yeah. out of the back of the check, you know. Um, and it was great because you know, yeah, I got paid a little bit less, but at least it was like automatically saving for me, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then there's something called a solo 401k or what the IRS calls a one participant 401k, which is basically for sole proprietors that can set up their own individual 401k accounts and they can make contributions as both the employee and the employer, which is, and it can only, yeah. I mean, it's cool if like you're a freelance writer or, you know, you just yeah. kind of do your own thing. Probably doesn't apply to most people though. No, and you have to have a you have to have a business, but you cannot it, you with no employees basically. Mm-hmm. But the thing about that is the contribution limit for a solo four hundred one k is going up by a thousand bucks this year or in two thousand nineteen, and you can contribute up to fifty six thousand dollars a year. That's awesome. That's a lot. And so yeah. let's say you're like a freelance something, mm-hmm. and you plan to eventually stop freelancing. Uh, mm-hmm. this will put you leaps and bounds ahead of anyone who's working at a normal job because you're going to pay like no taxes while you're earning big. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you retire, you're not making any money because you're stopping freelancing and you have this like massively large 401k. Yeah. Now, um, 
I want to mention too that like with a four hundred one k, if like because I I had the four hundred one k with this one pool company I worked for, and then when I left that company or I got fired from that company and started working at another company, they had no retirement accounts. They did offered nothing, mm. right? And that meant that I basically just had this four hundred one k with principal at the time just sitting there. No one, I couldn't put money into it. Uh, I couldn't. You know, my, no one was matching it, but it was still invested and mm-hmm. it was still growing, but I couldn't really do anything with it. Now, I probably I could have rolled it into a solo 401k, which is probably what I should have done. But I ended up withdrawing early and getting like a huge tax penalty. But oh, I needed the money God. to. Yeah, I had a I think I had an issue with my condo and I just needed it. And it was bad. I mean, I, didn't, I it was only like a couple of months I was putting into it. So it wasn't like a huge amount of money. And probably the 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 withdrawal penalty that I got socked with was probably the matching that my company gave me. So it wasn't too bad, but yeah, not definitely not something you should do. I'm, That's what I'm just thinking of like, we should do a life lessons episode know, because yes. there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the other thing about leaving your, if you leave your job, you can roll the 401k into an IRA, which I didn't know either at the time. So, you know, I had left that job and I had, you know, this money sitting in this 401k. I thought I was completely screwed. I thought this money was just going to sit there and, you know, just be invested and I couldn't add any more money mm. to it. Um, and I was just waiting for my next, co- my other company, the one I was currently working for, to start a 401k that I could roll it into. And they never did. But meanwhile, this whole time, I was able to roll it over into an IRA. I didn't, I didn't even know. So I could have rolled it over into my own retirement account. And, and continue contributing. And IRAs are like uh, super awesome. I yeah. love IRAs. And, and we're going to talk about it after the break. But yep. uh, if you have like something like that, I, I think in most cases you should just roll it over into an IRA. Totally. Yeah, especially if, you're, you know, if you have a 401k and you're working for a company and you leave that company, you work for a new company, and they don't offer anything like that, roll it over. Don't, <laughs> don't do what I did. I, I, that's not a good idea. But let's, let's take a break and let's come back and talk about individual retirement accounts or IRAs deal. All right, we're back. Mm. Yeah, we back. We back. <laughs> yeah, okay. we're back. Yeah. All right, let's talk about IRAs. Everyone's favorite. It is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> this is your favorite. Sometimes right, Andrew's favorite. when I'm at Fine. parties, people are like, Andrew, tell us about IRAs. And it's like such You're a like, crowd you just pleaser. Crack, yeah, you crack your knuckles. You're like, gather around, my friends. <laughs> Everyone, come sit on my knee and we'll talk about IRAs. <laughs> <That's so weird. laughs> Why would this? That never happened. Don't don't do that at a party. All right, fine. <laughs> unless, you're, unless you're dressed up as Santa Claus. Unless you're dressed up as Santa Claus. All right, let's talk about traditional IRAs to start. I mean, let's just talk about IRAs in general. Okay. So uh, more good news in the um, contribution limits, Wait, just like with before, 401ks. Before we go in, into the weeds, let's just talk about okay. like what an IRA is. All right, you talk about what an IRA is. Okay, because... Since you're the one at this party, t- pretend you're at a party, <laughs> people are sitting on your knee for some fucking reason, and... and <laughs> 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 okay, let's just, let's just ha- showcase well, that. Now, now I feel a little weird. Um, yeah, you should. <laughs> so, um, IRAs are super cool because you could do almost anything with them. You want to buy a rental property. Your IRA can do that. You want to invest in, you know, some business that you're made that you made, your friend made, um, some startup, something. You can do that. 
Do you you want to invest in Apple or use something like Betterment? Uh, you could mm-hmm. do you could do almost anything with them. They're super flexible. Yeah, and there are no like account maintenance fees. So uh, it, it's essentially just like an empty bucket, and you fill yeah. it with money, and you put it. You can do whatever you want with it. So whereas so a that's 401- an IRA. That's an IRA. Yeah. And I guess to contrast it, uh, the 401k, 403b, TSP, like that whole slew of accounts, mm-hmm. um, the the person or, or people who set it up initially, so maybe it's like, yeah. you know, um, your school superintendent or, you know, whoever yeah. the military leader in your, I don't know anything about the military. but <laughs> Sure. <laughs> that was pretty obvious, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the military leader. Yeah. <laughs> that's what their that's their official title, military leader. Yeah. Um. They they choose what you can invest the money in. So it may be a set of like four things. Maybe none mm. of them are Vanguard. Maybe maybe they picked yeah. poorly and they're just really high fee accounts. Um, right. Depends. But you could only invest in those things. And so if you wanted to do some cool stuff like invest in Fundrise, whatever, you would need an IRA. For that. Yeah. And the thing is, is, I mean, not to discredit the 401k in that statement, because it's like, remember the free money part. Yes, and that, that's the yes, big win with. Yeah, right. That's the big win with with 401ks and, and the like. So um, the good news about IRAs, just like with 401ks, they are increasing by five hundred dollars in 2019 to to go with inflation. Mm. So uh, you used to be only able to contribute fifty five hundred dollars a year. Mm into a single IRA. But now, in 2019, you'll be able to contribute $6,000. And what's crazy is that's the first increase in the limit since 2013. I, I was going to say, since we've been doing the show, that $5,500 yeah. limit is like like ingrained in my head. Now I have to like remember yeah. it's 6000 But Which it, is a better number. Yeah. I mean, it's nice and smooth. Yep. The only other thing, the only thing though, is the uh, just like with the four hundred one k's. There's that if you're older than fifty, mm-hmm. you know they have a catch up contribution limit, which is different. Um, that's going to remain at a thousand bucks, so it's a total of seven thousand dollars if you're over fifty that you can contribute to an IRA every year. Mm-hmm. And for what it's worth, it's like open speculation. I would imagine that the contribution limits and catch up and all that stuff are less great with mm-hmm. IRAs because overall. In general, the government's going to collect less money from you with an IRA, so they're they're yeah. less interested in you putting a lot of your money in it. Yeah, and then we talked about traditional versus Roth. Those are those apply to IRAs just as much as they apply to four hundred one ks. So, you know, that's going to obviously depend on your situation, right? And which one you want to choose, right? And and so if you have a four hundred one k, I think it is fair to assume like they, it won't say traditional four hundred one k. But it, mm-hmm. it, it will essentially be pre-tax. Uh, right. With 401ks, I think they, they would just say a Roth 401k. That's what they do. Yeah. yeah they so, don't say the word traditional. Right. Yeah. Whereas IRAs, they always use the, the connotation. Right. Um, so, but, you know, for an IRA, um, getting them is super easy. Mm-hmm. And you know it's you're because it's individual. You can just set one up. I have one with Betterment. I have a Roth IRA with Betterment. I'm, I max out the contribution at fifty five hundred. Next year I'll be able to do, or two thousand nineteen I'll be able to do six thousand, and hopefully that continues to go up with inflation. I'm sure it will, but I think they're a little bit behind. Um, I you know I have this piece in here about the um, 
the eligibility of an IRA. And this is what uh, the, this kind of sucks because if you earn a lot of money, um, yeah. you're going to want to use an IRA, mm-hmm. um, but it caps out. Yeah. So um, now if you have a or if you're eligible for a 401k plan with your company, you may be prohibited from claiming additional um, or, or uh, yeah, claiming a tax deduction on an IRA contribution if you earn more than $64,000 as an individual and if you're a couple earning more than $103,000, and this is in 2019. So basically, like, you have those limitations. And then um, if you make less than $131,000, if you're single, or less than $193,000 um, as a married couple, then you can contribute to a an IRA. If you make over that, you you cannot. I mean, you can. You just won't get the tax benefits. Right. I mean, it doesn't okay. make so, sense. You can't really use it. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah. And you can have as many IRAs as you want, which is like for different. How many IRAs do you have? Uh, I think I have two and I think Laura has one. And Okay. You know, you know, one from each of us is a rollover and then one of mine was just whatever, created one. Do you have any open 401ks from your old companies? I, I do. I have not rolled over my iHeartRadio 401k. And it has been a ah. sticky note that was on our fridge for a while, and then it <laughs> kind of fell off. Um, have you, do you have any plans for like what you would do with that? Yeah. So, so I, I pretty much need to roll it over into uh, a Roth IRA. And if you use like personal capital or any, any of mm-hmm. these like really cool free tools, they will yeah. run estimations. And I think like from now I'm like, I'm basically 34, uh, like mm-hmm. a few weeks away, uh, until like I'm like 60 something. I would save just by rolling it over. I would say I, I would save about $20,000. Um, Where is that savings coming from? So it's coming from uh, fee reductions. So what happens is ah. when you have a 401k, or I had a 401k with iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio mm-hmm. is paying, um, in, in my case, Fidelity, to have a 401k plan for the company. And right. so there's a management fee that they are essentially paying. Right. Um, and then when I no longer work there, iHeartRadio is like, hey, we're not, we're not going to pay this for Andrew. He doesn't even work here. So then yeah. I get past those fees. And then also, Ooh. as a result of the funds being limited, it wouldn't, they're not like, I would want to put it all in Vanguard things that have like no fees. Mm-hmm. Um, they are not, and those aren't options. So doing that, I will also save money. Mm, that's good. Mm. And saving is, do, yeah. Yeah, you should do that. <laughs> I know, I know. Ugh. I have to do it. Uh, let's talk about the last individual retirement account that you can have, mm. um, which... I do not have. Stephanie does. You do. Yeah. I'm talking about uh, an HSA or a health savings account. And I know that these are great, um, but I need you to explain why. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, they're, they're like beyond great. They, they are. One- and I do have, and I do have my, my insurance company allows for HSAs. So I would say that uh, the best retirement account, and, and the thing is, HSAs are not typically viewed as retirement accounts, but mm-hmm. the best retirement account is an HSA. Um, okay. Not to be confused. Why, yeah. So I'll explain. But not to be confused with an yeah. FSA. So mm. that's a uh, flexible savings account. And at, mm. like, so if you contribute to that for medical expenses, 
you have until the end of the year to spend it, and then it just disappears. So it's kind of oh. like it's kind of like a trap. Yeah. Um, in HSA, you can contribute the money in, and it stays forever, and it is yours. And you could even invest it while it sits there. So mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have to be in just cash. It could be invested in you know whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, it's only available if you have a high deductible health care plan, which Laura which I and I do. do you do. Mm-hmm. So sounds like Stephanie does or, or did. Um, and uh, so you get to put in money tax-free, like pre-tax, for medical mm-hmm. expenses. So if you had to go to the doctor, you know, you could just pay with pre-tax money. So for you, that's probably about a 30% savings on the cost yeah. of the doctor because you're, you're not paying to taxes on it, whereas every other right. dollar you have is taxed. Um, now, when you get to retirement age, so up and until retirement age, you could only spend it on medical things. Mm-hmm. But after retirement age, you can roll your HSA into an IRA mm. and pay no taxes on it. And then you can withdraw from it and pay no taxes on it. So... You can essentially, this is the only way to have end-to-end tax-free dollars. Tax-free, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so that that alone, I, I think, is awesome because... So, and the, yeah, and the limit to that is you can only uh, invest, or you can only um, add up to, what, $3,500 a year or something? Uh, I think it's yeah something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, you can. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like it was yeah. like six or something because I did it for Laura and I. Um, oh, so with family, it's at seven thousand. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. And for for the um, the quote unquote high deductible health plan, you know what that means is uh, a high deductible health plan has an annual deductible that is not less than thirteen hundred and fifty dollars. For self coverage or twenty seven hundred dollars mm. for family coverage, just just to be to be very clear on like, you know, what a quote unquote high deductible is. And honestly, those because you might think a hundred dollars is a high deductible, and it's not. So so the plans that Laura and I look at that are expensive for us um, have insanely high deductibles. It's like oh, this is under ten thousand dollars. That's great. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, right, right. <laughs> I feel like you can get really good health care. With a deductible right in that range, like a little bit above, and kind of get the mm-hmm. best of both worlds. Yeah, and then, and you know you can use the HSA to cover your deductible exactly if you need it. Yeah, right, right. Um, I do not have one, uh, and I should, but I found it very. I don't know where to go to mm-hmm. set set one up. Like, what? Who who hosts an HSA? So I have mine with UMB, which okay. it's like. Kind of fidelity, kind of not. Um, if you just search like HSA accounts, they're, they're ones that you can create. I had created it when I was at iHeartRadio. They kind of helped mm-hmm. me there, but um, most financial companies should let you do it. Okay. So, um, do you want to talk about SEP IRAs? Yes, briefly. Okay. All right. um, so, you had mentioned before the break how you could have a solo 401k and you can contribute mm-hmm. uh, $56,000 pre-tax. Right. Yes. To a 401k. Yes. Um, if you are just one person, if you are a company with only one employee. Right. And so mm-hmm. kind of like what we were alluding to in the beginning, um, if you are you know, earning a lot of money and perhaps earning at the highest point in your life, that mm-hmm. is like a massive cheat code. 
Like you just yes. really winning hardcore on taxes. Mm-hmm. Now the SEP IRA um, is that same thing. If you have basically, basically you just need like an LLC. We've, we've yeah. talked about how like tax advantageous that is. Um, mm-hmm. You could do pre, you could do post tax. Um, and uh, also up to $56,000, but you could invest it in whatever you want. So it could yeah. be, you know, um, in Vanguard, it could be in Betterment, whatever. And uh, to be clear, we're saying the word SEP, which is S-E-P, which stands for Simplified Employee Pension. Mm. And does does Betterment offer a SEP IRA? They do. I want that. I feel like I need that. I feel like I should have that. So, no? Yeah. So, so you super- You should have that. So Laura and I have talked about this, and mm-hmm. it was something we were thinking of doing this year. Again, I had a sticky yeah. note, but we didn't hit the goals we wanted to do this. For us to contribute $56,000 to an account, we would do it post-tax, Laura and I, and it will yeah. grow in whatever investments we want, tax-free forever. That is honestly unfair, an unfair advantage that we yeah. have. But the cool thing yeah. is, if you have an LLC, anyone can do that. Right. right. You don't even if you just do if you're a freelancer, yeah. you know, or do any kind of freelance work, even if it's a side hustle, quote unquote, then you can have an LLC and and, and have this available to you. And so you can't withdraw from an IRA until you're like fifty nine and a half or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But um so I th- I think I'm reasonably young. I think you're reasonably yeah. young too. We have, you know, close to thirty years until we could even touch that money. Mm-hmm. 30 years of growth and then and if you did it with Roth and then all of it you withdraw tax free that's just that's insane mm-hmm. that's insane yeah so let's talk about the blueprint okay and and you know let's talk about if you are a i think there's just two types of people in these scenarios right there is the employee right well let, let's the throw some like um Jeff, who is a this, that, and whatever. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> All right, Jeff, who is an Apple genius, mm-hmm. right? Um, what's his game plan? How old is it? How old is Jeff? He's thirty years old. So Apple, I don't know, but they likely have a four hundred one k with probably with very generous matching, and so. Yep. I would the first thing I would do, I wouldn't even like do research on any of these accounts, honestly, until I had right. maxed that matching. Because yep. that is the, the benefit's insane. And since yeah. he's since he's thirty, you know, he's probably making about a hundred thousand dollars. Um, I think <sighs> I doubt that, dude. I, I have no idea what Apple geniuses make. How much do you think? I know I know it's not a hundred. How much is it, you think? Maybe I would let's just say fifty. Oh, okay. So, so if he's making fifty, um, yeah. I would say that uh, he should do a traditional four hundred one k, and then yep. if he maxes that out, mm-hmm. he could look to like a traditional Roth. I'm, I'm sorry, a traditional IRA. <laughs> right. So pre- a traditional IRA. Right. So just all pre-tax stuff. Okay. Um, he would save a lot on taxes now. Um. You know, debatable if he wants to do a Roth, yeah, um, IRA, but uh, max the four hundred one k pre tax, um, 
and since since he's earning about fifty, I think the the tax savings of a traditional IRA would be very meaningful to him. Okay, let's say we have another. Uh, let's say we have a woman who is making a hundred thousand dollars at a nonprofit. Okay, so probably no matching. Um, if you I'd, think? I mean, a, a non-for-profit. They're well, not let's exactly just, ro- rolling in cash. Well, let's just say, let's just say, in this scenario, there is no matching. Okay, so in this scenario, there's no matching. So I would probably avoid um, the four hundred one k altogether. Uh, okay. And for her, and, and how old is she? Um, let's say thirty-five. Thirty-five. So. Um, I think that she would do really well with a traditional or a Roth IRA. Um, mm-hmm. And it comes down to like when she wants to retire. If she sees herself mm-hmm. working to like 59 and a half and then she's done yeah. and she's going to, you know, take a hot air balloon off into the sunset. <laughs> sure, sure. Traditional IRA. Okay. Um, what about, um, would you recommend to someone like her to start a SEP IRA? Because she might have enough money where she can, you know, maybe tuck away some more, but an IRA is going to limit her contribution to $6,000 and maybe she wants to put in $10,000 or should she open up two IRAs or, or maybe think about a SEP? Okay. Good questions. First, SEP IRA is for people, I, I, I'm going to say you it probably is not even worth considering until you're making like $200,000 or more, or more, because okay, one, it. you can't not you can't like earn fifty thousand dollars and put every dollar into it. It's, sure, uh, sure. It, it can't exceed twenty five percent of your compensation. So if you're not earning mm. a lot, you can't contribute that much. So a normal oh, IRA okay. would probably be better. Um, yeah, and so then maybe she opens up. T- so she, if she wanted to open up two different IRAs and, and max them both out, and maybe. Have them invested in different things. She could do that. She could invest twelve thousand dollars of her hundred thousand uh, dollar a year salary into two IRAs. And I think that would be a good approach. Would you do one traditional and one Roth? You know, if if she could swing it, um, yeah. sure. You know, and, and you I, don't have to max them out. You don't have to. And I think the only no. like um, catch, and I think mm-hmm. you know, you should really listen to the episode or two ago where we did uh, the the personal finance blueprint, but yeah. um, you don't want to have everything in accounts that you can't tap. There's there's mm-hmm. awesome tax benefits. Like the savings alone are, are worth a lot of money, but uh, if your car breaks down, you need to buy a new car, your IRA or 401k are not going to help you. Right. So, right. you know, it's like max if you can, or, or if you have all of your other pieces, like your emergency accounts set up. Okay. What about me? For I'm 35. You? Mm-hmm. I um I'm 35. I make about 100,000. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and I own my own business. Business. So I'm self-employed, I'll say that. I'm basically a freelancer. Right. Um so you you have an LLC. Um I do. So, so there is a benefit there. Uh mm-hmm. you matching contributions to yourself uh is no, it's like a <laughs> two two in this hand. Or no, it's like six in this yeah. hand, half a dozen in the other. Like it's kind of the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. But because I know you, and you are not going to stop working, and you know, hopefully, if you continue, the work you have done will amplify. That would make yeah. me think that in the future, your tax rate will be much higher than it is now, and you'll mm-hmm. have more money mm-hmm. coming in to be taxed. So for you, 
you want to pay taxes now when the rate is really mm-hmm. low and let it grow for a very long time. And when you withdraw it, you don't pay any taxes. So you Got would it. want to do a Roth IRA, preferably a SEP, because okay. you could take advantage of a higher contribution limit. Got it. I think that covers the basis. Cool. I hope it does for the for the blueprint. Um, if you missed anything in this episode, if you know, we'll have everything in the show notes. Don't have to worry about that. You can either check your preferred podcast app or visit listenmoneymatters.com slash show. And if you think we missed something in this episode, you know, maybe and I know there's there's other types of retirement accounts that we didn't talk about, but they really are the reason we didn't get into them is because they don't apply to the majority. You know, they're very specific. Mm. So, um, you know, but if you think we missed something like a big glaring error, um, I highly recommend that you join the Listen Money Matters community on Facebook so that we can continue this conversation and perhaps do an update on this later. Just go to listenmoneymatters.com slash community. And look, please subscribe wherever you normally <laughs> listen to podcasts. Please tell your friends about us. Point them to your favorite episodes, and hopefully they'll become a subscriber too. Perhaps you know uh, you you have a friend who's constantly asking you because you listen to Listen Money Matters and you uh, you know know you know some stuff, and they're asking you like, what should I do about my retirement accounts? You can be like, hey, check out this specific episode, and it'll answer all your questions better than I can, or 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 just in addition to what I can. Mm. I, well, I guess if it was me. I would uh, tell them the answers so they think that I'm super smart. They're like, oh my yeah, God, Andrew knows all these things. And He's then slip them the feed, you know. Yeah. Just make sure they start like, wow. from the beginning so you're like ahead of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, if you have any questions or topics that you'd like us to talk about on this show or even about this specific episode, email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And of course, like every episode, all the tools and resources that we normally mention on the show are available at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. Everything's there, my friend. Everything. Mm-hmm. Andrew, do you feel good? Do you feel like... I feel like I know what I need to do. I feel like we really covered it uh, solidly. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, later, man. Later, dude. Please tell your friends about this show.